There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. First, I want to thank Brother Tim for having us on the Daily Doctrine Devotional Podcast. I'd like to share with you a little something on praising God for his benefits. I'd like to start in the book of Hebrews chapter 13. I think we've lost the ability to praise God or we've lost a reason why to praise God. And I believe that there are many reasons why we ought to praise God. And today I want to share with you some of the benefits of God. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15, and it says this, by him, Jesus Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice. That sacrifice there means something that we're willing to give. Whether things are going good, whether things are going bad, whether things look ugly, whether things look new, it does not matter the circumstance. A sacrifice is something that we're willing to do continually, as the Bible says here. It says, by him, Jesus, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Uh, Not just when it feels good, not when it just looks right, not just when we're in church and around a bunch of people trying to be religious. No, he says to offer that sacrifice continually. When you're at home by by yourself and you're reading that Bible, you're praying or whatever's going on, that we offer that praise to God continually. And it says that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. God is well pleased when we praise him, when we remember his name, when we praise him for who he is and thank him for the things that he's done in our lives. We have a lot to be thankful for, and we should not forget the things that the Lord has done for us. Deuteronomy 4, chapter 9, it says this, Only take heed to thyself. And keep thy soul diligently. That's us. We have to keep ourselves diligently. We, he says, uh, take heed to yourselves and take watch for yourself. Lest thou forget the things as eyes have seen. And lest we forget what God has done for us. He says, watch it because you'll get out there in the normalcy of your life. <clears throat> you'll get out there and start doing these things and you'll forget all about what God has done. You'll forget all about what he's done in your life. You'll forget about the changes that he's done in your life because you're in your busyness. He says, watch, lest thou forget what the eyes have seen, lest thou depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. He says this, but teach them to thy son's sons, sons. We ought to be telling our children's children's children about the things that God has done, about where he's brought us from, about his goodness and his mercies that the Bible tells us about, about the miracles that he's worked in our lives and the church lives, about the things that he's done uh, on the cross of Calvary, on the re- from the resurrection of the dead. We ought to be telling God, <clears throat> excuse me, our children about the things of God. <clears throat> excuse me. Proverbs 30 Chapter 8 through 9 says, 
Remove from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of the Lord my God in vain. God help us. God help us to never forget the things you've done. You know, there are times in our life we need to look back and just look and see where God has brought us from. When we start becoming overjudgmental of people and overjudgmental of situations, we ought to look back and say, man, I remember when I was there. And we ought to have compassion and, and pity. We ought to remember where God has brought us from and stop passing judgment so much. If you would, turn with me to Psalm chapter 103. Psalm chapter 103, and we'll spend a few minutes here on the benefits of God. Here's what it says in Psalm chapter 103. It says, a Psalm of David, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You see, David is giving praise and thanks to the Lord for what God has done in his life. And David is going to share with us some of the benefits from the Lord that we should never forget. You know, the world offers temporary benefits, but God, his benefits are for eternity. His benefits not only benefit us here on earth, but also as we get into eternity and we get into heavens, God's benefits never weary. They never go away. They never falter. They never fail like the benefits of this world. They, the world likes to promise you all these things. You know what? The, 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 the happiness only lasts very momentarily. But the benefits of God, when we think of what God has done, where we think of where he has brought us from, we, how can we forget? How can we not worship him and praise him on a daily basis? Here's the benefits. He says here, who forgetteth all thine iniquities. Iniquities is different from sin. Iniquity is the lawlessness or the rebelliousness that's within your heart. Iniquity is knowing that something is wrong and still doing it anyway. And the wrong that you end up committing becomes the sin. Iniquity is the thought of sin in the heart. That's the rebel against God's holy law. I once had a little girl come up to me and tell me something, and I knew it was a lie. I said, you're lying. She said, no, I'm not. I said, you are lying. And then afterwards, she came up repenting to me, and she says, I'm sorry for lying. She goes, I knew in my heart that that lie was wrong, but I didn't anyway. You see, the thought of her sin was the iniquity then her actually doing the lie became the sin. And God forgives our iniquity. He forgives the rebelliousness in our heart. Why? Because if God can take care of the iniquity in our heart, then we'll sin less. God deals with the rebelliousness in our heart. If God knows, God knows if he can deal with our iniquity and forgive our iniquities, he can deal with our sins. Thank God for that. What a what a benefit that we have that God forgives us for our iniquity. In Psalm chapter 130, verses 3 through 5, it says, If thou, Lord, shouldest mark my iniquities. Could you imagine if you stand there today and just the iniquities, not even the things that you've done physically, not even the outward things, but the iniquities, the rebelliousness in your heart. Could you imagine if God even just marked those and he held them against you? 
He says, if thou shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God for his goodness to us. Praise God that he does not mark our iniquities, but he forgives them. Thank God for his benefit of forgiving our iniquities. If that doesn't get you excited, then there's something wrong with your excitement meter. <laughs> Woo, Psalm 103, the second half of verse 3 says, Who healeth all our diseases. You know, the ETH on the end of that word there means something that continues to happen. You know, God doesn't just heal the physical diseases, but he heals the diseases that are in our heart, that sin nature, that, that, that the sin nature, the plague of our heart, as Kings calls it, that man would know his prayers and know his own uh, uh, plague of his heart is what it says. You know, God heals the plague of his heart. And when he gets in there and he deals with the plague of that heart, and then guess what? Those diseases, those things, that's hatred, that bitterness, uh, those those things that, that are full of wrath and envy, that those things, the lasciviousness, and all those things start going away. They start rolling away. Why? Because God, it says that he healeth our diseases. And not only that, but physically, physically he heals our diseases. Physically he takes some of those things away from us. Physically he takes away the alcoholism. He takes away the the addiction to drugs and pornography. God takes care of all those things. He heals us. What a glory to God to know that he heals all diseases. And all means all to God. Because God does not do anything halfway. He heals spiritually. He heals physically. He heals mentally. He heals emotionally. The woman with the issue of blood and and here she comes to Jesus Christ with her issue. And she says, if I could just touch but the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She knew. She believed. Her belief drove her to Jesus Christ. Her belief drove her that, look, I've done everything in my power. I've paid all the doctors. They made me do all this stuff. Nothing's happened. I've only been made worse. And she believed. And that belief drove her to Jesus Christ because she knew that if she could get to Jesus Christ, that she could be made whole. And so she goes to Jesus Christ with her issue. She touches the hem of his garment. And you go, Brother Dale, that Jesus isn't here for us to touch the hem of his garment today. My friend, you had the hem of his garment in that beautiful beautiful, wonderful King James Bible that you have in front of you. That is the hem of uh, Jesus Christ's garment. That is where we need to get people to for them to be made whole, for them to get uh, cleansed from their sin nature, for them to get forgiveness. And she gets to Jesus, he touches the hem of his garment and turns around and says, who touched me? And she gives her testimony. And he says, woman, thy faith has made thee whole of thy plague. She came to Jesus Christ with her issue, but Jesus Christ healed her plague. He dealt with her disease. He dealt with her sin nature. And when he dealt with her sin nature, all the issues, all the issues, all the issues went away. Today, we have everybody trying to come to Jesus with their issues. They're trying to come to Jesus with their alcoholism. They're trying to come to Jesus with their addiction to drug. They're trying to come to Jesus with their addiction to pornography, hatred, and bitterness. And he's not worried about those issues. He can take care of the issues, but he must deal with the plague of the heart first. And when he deals with the plague of the heart, The issues start going away. And that, my friend, is what we see in 2 Corinthians 5.17 with that new man. Boy, if you can't glory in God and thank him for healing the diseases in us today, man, you have issues. You have problems. 
You ought to get to Jesus. You ought to touch the hem of a garment called the King James Bible. Get in there and let it get in your soul and change you and show you who you are. And then you can raise your hands without holy hands, without wrath and doubting. Praise God for his goodness. Thank God he uh, healed all of our diseases. Then it goes on to say in Psalms 103, 4, it says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Oh, goodness, you know, it's, you all know my testimony and where I've come from and, and all the drugs and jails and prisons and gangs and stuff. Yes, of course, the Lord has saved my life from that destruction. He's pulled me out of that and he's given me a new life. But my friend, let me tell you something. It don't matter if you grew up in church. Do you understand that God saved your life from destruction? Do you understand that God took you and made you stay, uh, put you in that home with that church with the good parents and good father and good church uh, people and your pastor? Why? To save you from destruction. He didn't have to save you out of it. He saved you from it. And man, I tell you what, if that don't get you going, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you today if you can't give praise and glory to God for him saving you from destruction, saving you from the heartache, saving you from the addiction, saving you from jails and prison, and possibly 100% saving you from death and hell. Thank God. He redeemeth our life from destruction. Whether you lived a life such as mine or whether you grew up in church, you just remember God saved your life from destruction. And you ought to praise him for that on a daily basis. God, have mercy on us. God redeemed your life from destruction that it could have been. What's the trade-off? Look at Psalm 103, verse 4, the second half. He said, it says, Who crowneth thee with loving kindness? and tender mercies. <laughs> that one that was filled with hatred and addictions and bitterness now has tender kindness and mercy crowned on his head. God has taken that, that curse that was on me, the crown of thorns off of my head, and he's put that crown. He's put his crown on me, and he's given me that new life, and he's given me that new outlook. And he says, you're my child now. Go out there and represent me. Go out there and live for me. Oh, praise his holy name, uh, that he would give us an honor to be able to do that, to be able to preach his word, to live his word, to love him and him love us, and tell others about what he's done for us. I mean, bless his holy name. Bless him for who he is. Thank him for what he's done in your life. If you're saved, you ought to be lifting your hands up right now, praising him from the destruction that he could, you could have been in, from the destruction that you were in. And thank God that he's traded that crown and given us his crown. Thank God for his mercy. And look what it says in verse 5. Who satisfieth my mouth with good things. No more cursing, no more contention, no more bitter words, no more hatred. The mouth is not uh, filled with those things anymore, but now it's filled with thanksgiving. It's filled with praise. It's filled with honor to God and the edifying others. Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Why? Because he has satisfied us with good things. He's satisfied our mouth with good things. He's taken us from that life of destruction. He's healed our diseases and he set us on a new path, on a new way. Oh, bless his name and thank him for what he's done. You know, in place of the drugs and alcohol and smoking, he now fills our mouth with his word. What a wonderful God. In Psalm 119, 103, it says, How sweet are the words unto my taste. You ever taste something sweet? What happens when you taste something sweet? You want more and more and more of it. My friends, that ought to be the word of God to you. Because here it just says, How sweet are thy words to, uh, unto my taste. And you ought to want more and more of what the word of God has to say. More and more of Jesus and more and more of living holy. 
And it goes on to say, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. How is the word of God to you today? Are you praising him for giving, him giving you that word of God? The second half of verse five, it says this, and it says, so that thy mouth, excuse me, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Thy youth is renewed. You know, I'm 52 years old. And when I got saved 11 years ago, it was like I was born. I mean, like I was rebirthed. I mean, like my physical body, I mean, everything changed about me. I had a new desire in life. I had a new path in life. I was excited, man. I was happy. I mean, man, I'll just tell you what, it just felt like, wow, I was just born. Like this was the first day of my life. This was the first day of my eternity. And here I am, I have this new life out there now. I have this new ability to do things that God has given me. And man, I tell you, it was like my youth was renewed again. Like I was regenerated. Like there's something that happened to me. No longer did I feel like this downhearted, depressed, no good, hopeless, nowhere, going nowhere, nobody. Uh, God gave me, he saved me and made me into somebody. He made me into a child of God and it renewed that youth inside of me and has given me a new outlook on life. Hallelujah for his goodness. Thank God for what he's done. Thank God for what he's done. Thank God for his mercy. Our salvation whatever age this is for you, was for you, it's like becoming a child again. Everything is new. We have childlike faith. The world is different to us. We see things in a different light. Our reading of the Bible, our prayer and church and preaching have all become new to us in ways that we've never known before. John chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of the not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Oh, what a what a what a new birth that is! What a what a renewing of the youth it is to get have Jesus Christ come in and save you and set you in a new path, set you on a new way in the new life. And of course, we know Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new." I pray that this was a blessing to you, but not only do I pray this was a blessing to you, but I pray it touches your heart and that every day, every morning throughout the day, you'll start praising God, praising for who he's done, pray for what he's done, praising for the benefits in your life, praising for the work that he's working in your life right now. Thank him for who he is. I pray that you have a blessed rest of the day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up 
for your redemption, call it not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.